and the Josie scale is either a yeah or a Josie. <laughs> and if it's a yeah, that means it's better than your love mm. by the outfield. And if it's a Josie, it's not as good. Wait, so the whole premise of the podcast is whether or not every song the Beatles has ever done is better than uh, that song by the outfield? That's just how it ends every episode. They go into the depth of like who recorded it, who wrote it, what they've said oh, about okay. the song, how many people have covered it. It's That's awesome. It's quite a know, nice show. I don't yeah. know who the outfield is. She's on a vacation far away. Oh, yeah, I do know that song. <laughs> yeah. That's all it yeah. took. We were both perfectly on key, but I didn't remember the words, so I'm just like <laughs> saying gibberish, but it sounds good. Is this a cold open? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Welcome to the cold <laughs> open, Adam. We hope you will enjoy the show. Am yeah, I supposed Adam, to be part of this? Are we yeah, supposed Adam, to edit welcome to Sergeant right Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band Good Time Podcast, the only podcast. The one and only lonely <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> on the internet or in books or scrawled on the walls. That identifies, biographies, and signifies. And Sigmund Freudiazes. Man, that was a good cold open, you guys. Yeah. All the figures Thanks. on the Beatles 1967. Thank you. Adam. Yeah. yeah. Could you guys actually like introduce me proper? I want my first and last name said. You got it. And we'll give you a chance to put all your handles out there. Let me yeah, get yeah. through the intro. Yeah. All the figures on the Beatles 1967 <laughs> album. Sergeant Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band. We are now in our second season, nearing the end, and we decided to just go one person at a time. So today we're going to talk about Sri Paramahansa Yogananda. Okay, and what well, exactly, like, so what is the premise of this? Like, you guys are, you guys are just talking about, in yeah, the, but like, there's other shtick that you guys do, right? The, what, you said you go through every single person on the list. What do, yeah. How do you pick the people? Well, they're right, in order. Book. Just right, left to right. Yeah. Oh, and numer- numerical order. Yeah, there is actually an official list that has them numbered. Yeah, and, we've and names been going, them. I've seen. Yeah. I've seen that. So you just go down the list. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. And then who's today's? Sri Paramanahansa Yogananda. Oh, great! Somebody I know a lot about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's why we have you on for this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm basically an expert on. Who this are you, shit. by the way, Adam? Adam? Adam J? Yeah. Well, you can say my name. You can introduce me. Go ahead. To my right. On the couch. <laughs> Adam, I want to say it right. Yeah. Jan Ovac. Yeah. Welcome. You've you been here me, before. Yeah, you might know me from like uh, from some bars around where I'm just <laughs> drunk all the time. I also have really Do you know where you are right now? Beard. Huh? Do you know where you are right now? I have an, I have an idea. I think we're in Tremont somewhere. Yeah, we're at Golden Ox Studios. Oh. That's what the Oh, oh. that explains all the like padding on the walls and stuff. Well, no, the padding on the walls is because this is uh, like sort of a murder dungeon. Oh, but it's uh, upstairs. Look at all the cameras. Murder, upstairs murder dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the dungeon doesn't have to be downstairs. <laughs> yeah, it's like a vacation dungeon. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure dungeons. It's like are a beach. Uh, it's like a beachfront dungeon. You're always pissed off when you end up having your dungeon on beachfront par- property because mm. as soon as the tide comes in, your dungeon yeah, is just it's just flooded. <laughs> <laughs> well, that then becomes an underwater dungeon, and that's a bonus level, you know. Oh yeah, and the soundtrack gets better too. Yeah, when you're underwater, <laughs> yeah, or when yeah when there's danger of water. I don't like underwater soundtracks. They always just sound like denim, denim, denim. No, that's underground. Yeah, underground that's underground. soundtracks are always good, but like underwater ones, they always just sound like nursery rhyme music. 
It'll be like. Oh yeah. My mind goes to my ears. Really go to Donkey Kong Country Two for the Super Nintendo. When they go underwater, if you remember that, I, I never beautiful. Played that game. Bed. It's a beautiful bed. Oh yeah, I do remember beautiful that. Bed. It's more uh, atmospheric music. What's the one from uh, from Sonic? I feel like those underwater levels were just tense music the whole time. <laughs> I no, that was Sonic only when you were in the water for longer than like yeah, and 10 you're about seconds. to drown because you need to find another bubble. Yeah, it starts playing the Jaws music. But yeah, we're here at the Golden Ox Studios. That's with an O, not an AU. Back on track. Beautiful Tremont, Ohio. Professional. And who are we talking about again? Sri Paramahansa Yogananda. What's their deal? Can you tell us about him? I sure can. Let's go down to Brass Tacks. I wonder who came up with having him on the cover. Oh, George. You think George had all of the Indian gurus? All of yeah. You think Absolutely. you think statistically that like when there's twelve gurus on the cover that like he picked every single one of them. Was that George's yeah. like shtick? Was That's like, all he wanted? He was the one. He was the one that like took everybody to India and stuff like that yeah. and did all that shit. Was that him? For yeah. real? Uh, I don't know if he pro- probably the inspiration to go there. But if, this is this album came out before they went. Oh really? Yeah. But I he was heard just into that, it. That's why he was like, playing the sitar and stuff. I heard the whole reason that uh, George Harrison got so into uh, Indian spiritualism is because he went to India for a dental procedure that he couldn't afford in England <laughs> because of the health care at the time. And, you know, you can just get your teeth done pretty much anywhere in India. They're just what? dentists dying to work on people's teeth. <laughs> Are you we'll being serious? You. I can't tell if you're joking or not. Is that for real? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's the fucking, what's this guy's deal? So Yogananda, he wrote Autobiography of a Yogi. It's probably the thing he's best known for. He's really kind of the first superstar yogi guy. He was born in January of 1893 in India, um, ended up dying in Los Angeles, and we'll get to the way he died is quite, quite interesting. But um, teaser, mm-hmm, yeah. Stay tuned to hear how he died. <laughs> uh, so he was uh, his. So Yogananda's guru was Yukitswar, which if you've been a longtime listener to this podcast, thank you so much. Or if you only heard the first episode and now this one. Um, he's the first guy we talked about, uh, you could swear. Um, they met when, uh, when he was 17 in India and, uh, you know, when, when you find your guru, you're, you're kind of set, you know, you just have your, your teacher mm. take you around. Once you go guru, you never go. <laughs> New, guru. <laughs> <laughs> just sounds like you're saying guru a whole bunch. Once you go guru, you never go I thought yogi. Was, I thought a yogi just practiced yoga. Am I stupid? Well, they do that a they're lot. They're just too. really good at yoga. Well, they're so right? good at yoga, like they're always in. They're like always doing yoga, like constantly, like kegels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just like kegels. Nice. That's now. That's now. That's impressive. The goal is to <laughs> find a perfect state of tantric ecstasy. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, that's sting. Sometimes you go in sting. a cave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or a dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to get your own rocks off. 
Well, there is this one guy hours. that has been living in a cave for the past 5,000 years. So that's Babaji, who yeah. we talked about a couple uh, episodes back on this season. So Babaji is sort of like the the, uh, the goalpost, the, like the one that everyone wants to f- see and be and be around. And because he's still living in a cave? He's yeah. still alive in a cave. You can't he appears see him. whenever he whenever he wants to. We replaced him. So also he's like Schrodinger, show, Schrodinger's yogi, <laughs> Schrodinger's energy bunny, yeah. energizer bunny. So we replace everyone also by the end of every episode on this show with someone a little more current, modern. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love how you said uh, he he shows up whenever he wants to. We replaced him. <laughs> Who'd you replace him with? The energizer bunny. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because he keeps going and going and going. Yeah. yeah. But uh, y- Yogananda was really a goo-goo for the Go-Go's and the Gurus. <laughs> um, superstar guru of the 20th century. Uh, 6,000 people came to see him when he first came to America because they already knew about him. He established the self-realization. You said 60,000? 6,000. Oh, 6,000. No, there weren't that many people alive. That's a lot then. of people still. <laughs> 6,000? There weren't that many people alive. <laughs> Uh, established a Self-Realization Fellowship, the SRF uh, for short, in Los Angeles and L.A. in 1925. Wrote Autobiography of a Yogi in '46. Um, it's a literary masterpiece which introduced readers to the profound wisdom of all yoga and meditation. Um, the Kiri Yoga, which is a same one that, again, Yukutswara and Babaji were icons of uh, and also the underlying unity of all religions, so like perennialism, which also Huxley talked about. Uh, so, so this it really ties a nice little knot on a lot of the people we've been talking about. Uh, so, encourage others to live a life of love and passion and service to others. Um, if he was alive on the day, he would have been 74, um, but it's he wasn't a far there. cry from 5,000. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. Fucking poser. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you lock yourself in a cave or something, bitch? He was a really young <laughs> Maybe buck. Maybe I'll live longer. <laughs> so um, when a yogi such as Yogananda moves on, we, uh, we, uh, they refer, uh, so w- when you die, you don't die. You just sort of, um, reach the next level. Um, mm. I think it's in Harry Potter. Um, Dumbledore says death, you know, to the most, you know, to the, uh, enlightened individual death is nothing to be feared, but the next great adventure. Uh, so it's, uh, reaching, uh, Mahasahat. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mahasamadhi. Mahasamadhi is, uh, when, all right, I'm done. I'm done being in this mortal coil. Time to be, you know, back in the ether. So the circumstances surrounding his passing are quite unique. Uh, He'd been giving a speech at uh, a banquet in honor of the Indian ambassador to the U.S. at the Biltmore Hotel in L.A., And during the address, he appeared to be in good health and spirits. And at the end of the speech, Yogananda made a reference to his uh, impending departure and wished to be remembered in the hearts of all of his disciples. This is in the speech. Right. And then he straight up closed his eyes, assumed a meditative posture, 
and consciously left his body. Fucking chose to die on stage? Yeah. That's a fucking G-ass thing to do. <laughs> that is the fucking wildest shit. Like, he's like, he even said it. He called his fucking yeah. shot, too. That's fucking bonkers. It's Babe Ruth meets, you know, like, mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate the mic drop. Fucking dropped his whole body, dog. It's like Muhammad <laughs> Ali predicting his own knockout. <laughs> Not really. Like, like that whole, and the whole thing that you said, like he chose, he's like, you know what? Uh, actually, I'm done here. And uh, just to show my, my real power, you know what? That's, that's better than locking yourself in a cave and pretending to be alive for 5,000 years. Dying on stage by choice just because you willed yourself to die? That's the fucking, that's the coolest thing I've Especially ever heard. Especially if you're in good health, because I feel <laughs> yeah. like it would be easier to just lose the will to live yeah, if yeah. you were already sort of a failing but health. at the end but of like, a speech, that's too, like, yeah. dude. <laughs> well, because, uh, you know, a lot of those guys, I think, can probably do that. There's those monks, those, uh, the, the I don't know if they're Tibetan monks, the Shaolin monks, they can train their hearts to slow down to the point mm. where they're like nearly undet or maybe completely undetectable. Uh, that's insane. Yeah. Like how do you slow your heart rate down to almost nothing? But then like to be able to like, you just go a little too far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was, that's, that was the move, dude. That's exactly what he did. He's like, I can sit here and I can lower my heart rate to the point where it just stops. And I just sit there with my heart, not pumping blood because I will it to happen. In the movie Flatliners, they actually had to like do something to make that happen. Yeah, they, they were doing that. They gave them drugged cocktails. Yeah, yeah to keep yeah. them under for longer. Yeah. But if these guys, if they wanted to do it, if these monks all wanted to do the Flatliners thing, they could just all ha like get Can together. Can we talk about how sweet a movie Flatliners is? No, 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 no. Continue. <laughs> you should talk about. Well, we, we are. We are. Now. I'm saying you do Flatliners, but just with a bunch of monks. And they're all taking turns slowing each slowing their hearts down naturally without yeah, yeah. the use of drugs. Yeah. And then sometimes they go too far, mm -hmm. you know. That is like the coolest. That, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard, though. Like him willing himself to die after a speech. Yeah, I, I couldn't Brilliant. believe it when I read that on him. So I was in '52. Uh, album came out in 63, so it was 15 years before it came out. Um, but since he did a speech, uh, we also know his last words. His last <laughs> words were a recitation of a poem um, called uh, My India. Uh, and the, the last line that he recited of it were, Where Ganges, woods, Himalayan caves, and men dream God, I am hollowed. My body touched that sod. And then it goes... Do 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 my India. <laughs> also, after he died, his body did not deteriorate the way most bodies will. Like he was in, in pretty impeccable shape and form for quite some time, and but was it evidently, eventually. Embalmed, and his remains uh, are in Glendale, huh. California. So, if you ever, if what does ever... his last words mean? What the fuck does that mean? My body touched that sod. So I looked up sod, and it's 
Cool. Most things I find grass are like thing. fake grass yeah, that fake you put out, like you know, like yeah. like like a grass transplant, grass carpet, yeah. well, like a merkin for your lawn, lawn, <laughs> lawn merkin. <laughs> Shout out to lawn the other uh, Richard Merkin. Is that the merkin that we talked about in the I first think so, season? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't David Merkin. No, it was Richard Merkin, and we replaced them with. Uh, and Adam, you would know this if you listen to our show. <laughs> We're really happy to have you here. Um, <laughs> we replaced him with at first it was going to be Lisa Frank, but we thought better to make at least one of the Lisa Franks tigers. Oh, nice! A little Siberian yeah. tiger, or like a unicorn or something. I would have chose unicorn. All right, so what's the move now? Now we know about this guy and what an absolute gangster he is. Gangster. Yeah, gangster guru. What he was. Was, What, what yeah. do we do now? What's the move? I don't uh, listen to the show. Skincare tips uh, for uh, Mae West. I feel like he would have had great skincare advice for Mae West. Skincare? Being, being clearly capable of keeping his body in impeccable shape up to and including after the time of his death. Right, you said he stayed immaculate for like several weeks after he died. <laughs> yeah, for for some time. I don't know. I forget how long, but like usually once you die, like you start, you know, decaying. Yeah, you, you start getting kind of rough yeah. looking, mm-hmm. and uh, I just wasn't getting all too rough looking. But he, he got sm- more distinguished. He smelled nice. <laughs> he smelled like sandalwood. Like usually, yeah. when people die, they get all decrepit, but yeah. he just looked more distinguished. Yeah. <laughs> he smelled like that cologne that we called Dion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I feel like his skincare routine is just you know eat, eat clean, and uh, eat clean, eat, eat die clean. famous, <laughs> <laughs> call your shots, yeah. leave an immaculate corpse yeah. that doesn't deteriorate for several weeks. Yeah. And that's also a fucking that's also a GS move too. Like I'm I'm gonna kill myself on stage, and then I'm not even gonna rot. I refuse to rot also. <laughs> yeah, that whole rot thing, I'm not into yeah, it. I'm not He's like, because what if I decide to come back in two <laughs> yeah, months? Yeah. Put me in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you think he'd he'd feel knowing he was on this album cover? Uh, it depends on if he liked the Beatles or not. Yeah. Well, also, like, I, I mean, he'd probably be stoked about it. You know, he wrote a fucking book. You're not writing a book, if, like, and being, like, like this, like, icon to a bunch of people if you don't want to be right you want to get yourself out there so even after death i think he'd be fine with it i think i think he'd be about it so i hope everybody has their album (laughs) cover out right now so you can you can look at them uh he's a little obscured by a hand there it looks like the hand of uh uh tony soprano (laughs) Um, that's not Tony Soprano. A guy with a widow's peak, like yeah. fucking Eddie Monster's uh, dad. Yeah, blah, blah, but in blah. real life, yeah, um, Dracula. So he's the one that looks painted. He's right between William S. Burroughs and um, Oliver Hardy. There, uh, or is that Stan Laurel? No, Hardy's the Stan one. Stan Laurel's the skinny one. Then Laurel, yeah. Um, he's got his eyes looking up like he's rolling them, kind of like the emoji that you can pick when you're. Rolling your oh, yeah. eyes. Or your Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band Good Time Podcast Blunts. Rolling those up. Yeah, those I, as I, well. I, I yeah. can, I'm tracking. I got you. 
There, there are editions of this album that came with a big tobacco leaf that you could have used to roll a really big, yeah, a real big fatty, a real big, a really yeah. giant. Jazz those, those cigarette. are hard to find now because everyone just immediately. <laughs> they was call like, that we the Ringo. Wait, is that real? Is that real? It came with a big leaf. No, that's on not it? real. Oh, okay. No, no, it did come with badges though. So at this part in the uh, uh, in the show, Adam, we'll usually introduce uh, ChatGPT into the chat mm. and have them, it, them, them, all of them. I don't they. think anyone would want to be referred to as it's an it. Mm. Well, I mean, it. It's a robot. <laughs> so. Did you do this guy yet? Yeah, Look how big that guy's hat is. No, no, we're, we're top left. So you see where we're at. So everything yeah, up yeah. above that. So we've done Poe, we've done Dylan, uh, Lenny Bruce, Dion. Dion. So who's he talking to? Who's this a conversation between? Well, Mae West, she's been mingling around in this party for a while. and um, Just slutting it up. Well, none of them know why they're there at this point anymore. You Neither see, do we. That's why we do these. John things. Lennon's just like Bill and Tedding it. He's going through time and space, kidnapping these people, drugging them, <laughs> and like standing them up there. That's the detail I should have got like at the top of the show. <laughs> I mean, that's just what we. That's that's one of the leading theories right now. Is why they're all hanging out for this picture. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dad, you'll be May. I'll be Yogananda. Okay. All right. May West, she's leaning against the plush chair. Well, hello there, handsome. I heard you're some sort of guru, huh? What's all this talk about enlightenment and stuff? Smiling warmly. Greetings, my dear. Yes, I am a spiritual teacher. And enlightenment is indeed a topic I often discuss. It's about finding inner peace and realizing our true nature. (laughs) Inner peace, huh? Sounds intriguing. But I've always found my peace on the big screen, darling. Anyway, let's not get too serious now. How about we talk about something more glamorous, like skincare routines? Ah, I see. Well, taking care of the body is essential. A healthy body can help create a more balanced mind and spirit. A simple daily routine with natural products can work wonders. Now you're talking my language. So what's your secret, guru? How do you keep that radiant glow? (laughs) It's quite simple, actually. I believe in the power of natural ingredients like turmeric, sandalwood, and aloe vera for cleansing and nourishing the skin. I also emphasize the importance of maintaining a healthy diet and regular exercise. 
You sure know how to keep it all zen and glamorous. I must say, your skin's pretty smooth for a guru. Maybe I'll give you... (laughs) (laughs) Our gurus usually all covered in pimples. (laughs) Blackheads. They're all leathery. That's a leathery guru wallet. Maybe I'll give you... Maybe I'll give your tips a try sometime. I'm glad to hear that. It's all about finding harmony in every aspect of our lives, including how we care for ourselves. But let's not forget about enlightenment. Honey, you can keep your enlightenment. I got enough spark in me already. Besides, being a star is enlightenment enough for me. Everybody's journey is unique, and I respect that. Remember, enlightenment isn't about becoming someone else. It's about discovering your true self and realizing the vast potential within you. That's deep, darling. But I'll stick to being the sassy and glamorous Mae West. It's worked pretty well for me so far. Of course, Mae. Embrace, embrace who you are and enjoy your journey. If you ever feel curious or want to explore more, you know where to find me. Sure thing, Guru. Now back to those skincare tips. You got any recommendations for a classic beauty like me? Absolutely. We can discuss it further, and I'll be happy to share some natural remedies that will enhance your already exquisite beauty. And so the conversation continued, mixing the worlds of enlightenment and glamour, each respecting the other's path while finding common ground in caring for the body and spirit. May West may not have pursued enlightenment in the traditional sense, but she left the conversation with some valuable insights on self-care and a touch of spirituality to add to her sparkling personality. And Yogananda ended the conversation with, anyways, this party pretty much sucks. I'm going to go kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Guys, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta confess. I, I lied to both of you and to the, our dear listeners. Um, no. The person we've pointed out with the hand in front of their face, that's that's not Yogananda. That's Babaji. Sorry, Babaji has the emoji face, eyes up, because we're all the way on the right side here. We've already done Laurel and Hardy, and it's this guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. All the way in. Th- on the bottom right under the amalgamation well, that changes of, everything. of Simon Rodita and the, no, the Bob Dylan <laughs> like um, conjoined twin thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where they are to orient I appreciate yourself. instant corrections. I think that's way better because like, if you have to correct yourself the next episode, people don't care anymore. Yeah. They're not going to go back and listen. But I have, I have quite a bit of faith that our audience, that our listening audience keeps their albums out in front of them and has their numbered outline, you know, uh, poli- what, what is it? The uh, chalk outline diagram. <laughs> A murder board. <laughs> Whoa. Because they're all dead. Those are all chalk Bob outlines. Bob Dylan's not dead. Dion's not dead. Babaji isn't really dead. Mm. Bob Dylan's <laughs> definitely dead. If Paul McCartney's dead, Bob Dylan's dead. You know how easy it would be to replace Bob Dylan? You could put a harmonica around anyone's neck. If they look like that, 
like to think that the folks at home on their album covers, they have those little sticker sheets. It's just like a bunch of circles, like a bunch of red circles, and just put one over each face after yeah. we complete it. I like to believe that they're they're uh, etching them out with a with a with a red sharpie. I, I like that idea, and I also like the idea of uh, them like listening to y'all talk about like these two characters interacting, and then them writing like spicy fanfic like. Uh, after it, like, yeah, and then they fuck. <laughs> I think a lot of people probably... Flesh-toned bodysuits. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to this podcast, but if people did listen to it, I think a lot of people would probably wonder why we use ChatGPT so much, and I think the answer's obvious. The there's album... a writer's strike. <laughs> no, I was going to say the album cover was clearly designed by an AI... In Beatles Prime, which mm. is the original, you know, which is the original, you know, like we feel like we live in. This is what I think. I think that we feel like we live in the universe where the Beatles originated, but I don't think the Beatles. I think this is a Splinter universe. Mm. I think every universe is a Splinter universe of every other universe, you know. But I think that this is not Prime Beatles universe, and in the Beatles Prime universe, AI technology already existed. They were very interested in conspiracy theories that people had about them, right? That is a known thing. People were coming up with these little conspiracy theories, and the Beatles would lean into it. They started adding more of the Paul is Dead stuff. I feel like that was all fun and games, but by the time Sgt. Pepper came out, I think that John, being the abusive trickster that he is, probably wanted to take things up a notch experimental conspiracy theory right everything's experimental with the beatles so i think that album cover was designed to generate the ultimate conspiracy theory which would be a quantum conspiracy theory something that would make sense no matter how you looked at it you know what i mean there's so much random shit on that picture right and it is all random but it's not random right I think that in every universe, that cover looks exactly like that. I think that's the only thing that is the same in every universe across that exists. All the splinters. Across all the Splinter universes, that's always the album cover. We can all see it, right? And uh, and that's evil. There's something wrong with that, and we still, I still feel like we need to figure that out. But there's something not right about that. How and about I don't like that they did that. I've got splinters they in my fingers. Did that, um, because they did that on purpose. Yeah. Well, it's a QR code. You know, it's, it's a QR code. No, it it's isn't. A, it's to remind you <laughs> that you can be wherever and whoever and however. So at this part, pert, pert, pert of the the show is just we're gearing up to a. Smooth landing. Uh, we replace, like I said, we replace them. So, sweet. Oh, who would be who would Paramahansa be the replacement? Yogananda. Hmm. Kurt also, Cobain. Kurt Cobain. That's a called shot, right? <laughs> From the hip. <laughs> and Kurt Cobain. He's uh he's like a philosophizer to a lot of people. You know what I mean? A lot of people like loved him, followed him. When he died, it made a big impact. That is Did all true. Call his shot, blasted himself. You know, uh, who okay. else? Who else? Punched their own ticket. That was famous. 
Did it on purpose. Robin Williams. Oh yeah, Robin Williams too. Robin Williams. That'd be the the first and a half time slash Robin Williams is on the cover <laughs> in our change because we switched. Um, we switched a Yukasar. Well, with kind of two people. Um, we added a person on the first episode, so we switched Yukaswar with Oprah. Yeah, that's right. And we switched uh, Alistair Crowley with Jimmy Page, but we wanted to put Disney's Aladdin's genie as Phil Collins <laughs> with his arms around the both of them. So that kind of counts as Robin Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to catch everybody. It's Robin up. Williams in spirit. So we can't use Robin Williams then? No, we surely can. I mean, we surely can because they use so many Shirley's on the original. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. And that could be your guys' running theme is a bunch of Robin Williamses. No. Died Superman. fighting Doomsday. Thank you. No, no, no. Much. I mean the. I mean uh, George Reeves. Oh yeah, George Reeves. Yeah. George Reeves. Yeah, he jumped or off. Steve of... Reeves. George Christopher Reeves. Reeves. Christopher Reeves is a different guy. Steve Reeves is oh. a real guy too. Yeah. I thought he was Superman. Steve Reeves movie. I don't know who Steve Reeves is. <laughs> Perhaps we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. <laughs> we have Tim Curry. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Steve Reeves. No, Christopher Reeves. No, George Reeves. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Whatever this first Superman guy was, whatever his name is, Bob Crane. Well, we got to just land on one. We got Cobain. I like Superman. And just Superman also- himself. Superman never killed himself. Superman put himself into like uh like some kind of Kryptonian coma once. That's like kind of the same thing. Okay. Like then, after he fought after he fought Doomsday and everybody thought he was dead, that was the reason that he wasn't dead. Oh yeah, is because he put himself into like a fugue state or whatever. Yeah, that's right. All right. So maybe that Superman's tracks. actually which, pretty good. Which that makes me think also, so where in the world is Yogananda right now? <laughs> oh, as Superman? No, like, so, I mean, I guess they're just up in the spirit in the sky. Oh, yeah, no, you know, because swirling. Like, like what you said with, like on uh, in that in that top half, like he chose, like there's that whole like thing where like when you want to go to the other realm, you just go. And that's what he chose to do. He's like, I'm out. Peace out. Oh, this is my stop. Yeah. Been a good one, guys. Uh, love you guys. Bye-bye. Think you guys got it from here. Just How old down, was he when he did break. that? 70-something. He played it pretty safe, wouldn't you agree? No. he. Uh, if he could have done that any time and he was like, yeah, you can just leave whenever you want. I'm uh, I'm in my late 70s, but... Uh, yeah, no, he was. He was 59. 59. Oh, 59. He would have been oh, he in, wasn't the 70s even in the 70s when the album came out. Oh, right. Oh, damn. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. 59 years old. So it's between Superman, Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> Carmen Sandiego never. No, no, no. You said where in the world is. Yeah, I said I Carmen Sandiego. Uh, Kurt Cobain, Superman. Uh, another vote for Robin Williams was in there. And then um, I think that was it. I think that Superman and what Kurt Cobain it? are both important historical figures. Uh, I think that Kurt Cobain 
seem does seem to be more of a philosopher than Superman. He's like a poet. Yeah. He's like a mopey Moperson. You know what I mean? And I yeah. that guy was like all about life and stuff. And he had anger. Yeah. yeah. I think Superman's good. Superman. Superman. Yeah. Super Why Peppers. Not? Super Peppers man. Lonely Hearts man. Except for all the child trafficking stuff, they definitely do. How about uh How about Super Kurt? Super Kurt? Yeah. Ooh, Kurt Cobain in a Superman outfit? It's Kurt Cobain in a suit jacket, but it's open, and you can see the S underneath, but he's wearing the glasses, and he's got the short, slick back hair. But it's Kurt Cobain. Grunge Superman. You want him in the Superman gear? No, I'm just saying that's Grunge Superman. (laughs) You just made Grunge Superman, like I said. But it's canonically Kurt Cobain in this picture. Okay. But it's Fine. also Superman. It's Superman. Straight up Superman. Yeah. Super duper. Super duper man. Thanks everybody for hanging out and whipping out your album cover. <laughs> Come back next week when we talk about someone that you can't really see too well. He's there though, we think. We'll be talking about James. James Joyce. Joyce. What's his middle name again? Aloysius. He has several names. Mm. Aloysius. <laughs>